Hey guys, so before we get started today, I wanted to invite my photographers in the audience to the Unstoppable Hope Photography Challenge. It is our two-week challenge starting on October 25th, and it is going to be filled with two weeks of trainings on business, marketing, mindset, biblical structure when it comes to building your photography business. So if you're wanting to build or scale your photography business this year or next, go ahead and join this challenge because I think you're going to be so inspired by the wonderful faith-based community and by just hopping into the purpose that God has given you to run your photography business. I think you're going to love it. Go to the link in the show notes to officially join the two-week Unstoppable Hope Photography Challenge. Hey guys, you're listening to the She's Wild and Radiant podcast, the show that brings you real business strategy, community, and encouraging and truth-filled biblical advice for running your business and navigating the world of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Ashley June, six-figure online business owner, ex-photographer, MBA, and storytelling expert who helps women claim their stories, create epic launches, and scale their businesses while staying in courageous alignment with God's calling on their life. Join me for conversational chats, interviews, and practical business advice every episode. So stoked you're here. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. I am with our special guest, Meredith McCann. She is actually a motherhood photographer and a birth doula. And today we're going to talk about how to help mothers see beauty in their stories. So, hey Meredith. (laughs) Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to get to know you better and just kind of hear a little bit more about your story. Um, So why don't you tell me about yourself, your photography business, your birth doula business, your family, your faith. I mean, just all of it. Give us the the rundown and the breakdown of who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, Well, that's right. I am a motherhood photographer uh, based in Austin, Texas, and um, I started my photography business last year um, because it seemed like a great idea to start during a pandemic. Um, Although it was a bit of a setback, um, it's been a really amazing year and a half. Um, I'm a mom of two. I have two daughters. I had two very dangerous, risky pregnancies. I am a survivor of severe preeclampsia and HELP syndrome, and I found myself uh, becoming very passionate about maternal health care, especially maternal health care and maternal mortality rates in Texas. And I started to volunteer with the Preeclampsia Foundation, um, and I basically decided that I was going to merge the two passions of mine together, which is motherhood and photography. Um, and so that's what I did. I, uh, I've been married to my husband now, um, almost seven years and we are Christians. And so I think when a woman experiences birth trauma, there can be some period of time where you question your faith a little bit. And I definitely went through that in 2019 and coming out of that felt like God was just directing me away from my career in education and into a more creative career. 
And so what I've been able to do behind the lens is encounter other women who have experienced birth trauma, who are also preeclampsia survivors, who um, have experienced loss and miscarriages, and their journey through motherhood is so unique. And just the ability to connect with them and put them in a beautiful light. And so they have gorgeous photos of themselves and their children, wherever they are in there, you know, developing their family. Yeah. Huh. No, that's, um, I mean, that's quite the story to go through all of that. And then I, it's so interesting because I just feel like our testimonies are such a big piece of why we do what we do, you know, and like the things that we've walked through. And it's, I feel like God kind of allows us to walk through those things sometimes to offer comfort and healing to other people who are going through, you know, similar things. And, um, yeah. Do you mind? So when you talk about just like the birth trauma, are you talking about the preeclampsia stuff in general, or are you talking about, um, and maybe just your own personal experience, or are you talking about actual like trauma within the birth? I'm just trying to get the language kind of, kind of right with when you say birth trauma. Birth trauma is different for every mother. Sometimes it's a physical trauma and sometimes it's an emotional one, especially if a birth plan doesn't go as planned. Um, In my case, I experienced a physical birth trauma. I delivered my oldest at 30 weeks uh, via C-section. And um, that was a very complicated C-section and a very difficult delivery. Um, It was really scary to see a very tiny baby being born. Uh, When I gave birth to my second child, also via C-section, that birth was beautiful. It was redemptive. It was something that I had prayed for. And three days after that, I developed postpartum severe preeclampsia. And that is technically a second event but it just sort of compounded the previous birth trauma that I experienced with my oldest and something that I really didn't allow myself to walk through um, because I was a NICU parent and there was no time for me to process those emotions. So when I encounter other women who have experienced traumatic births, it's something that I feel many people just sweep under the rug and just say, well, you have a healthy baby now and you look fine. So everything's fine. And a lot of times it isn't, especially when you put a mom in front of a camera and her body looks different and her face is different and she's still beautiful and wonderful, but that may not be an experience that moms enjoy. I also feel like a lot of moms don't allow themselves to be Uh, professionally photographed, you know, because they are worried about what that would look like um, when you get those images back. And you may need to confront some emotions. Um, Maternity photos, I find, do do this a lot, um, especially after a loss. But I do feel like it can be a very healing and joyous process. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes me think just back to, because I had very healthy pregnancies, three of them. And, uh, but my second came really, really fast. And to be honest, her birth was kind of a traumatic experience for me because um, my water broke at home and my doctors basically said, 
or I had been like in labor and my doctors were like, no, it's not a big deal. We'll just check in it later. And your husband doesn't need to like come home from work and all of that. And, um, I, (laughs) my water broke like right after that. And I had to drive myself to the hospital with my toddler and went into the hospital and was like in so much pain because it was like, it was do or die. Like I just, you know, I was like, I had to get to the hospital. Unfortunately, I'm only about five minutes away from the hospital, but, um, I was like having contractions as I was driving to the hospital and I was like, I just need to get there. And your decision-making in those moments is so like, what do I do? What do I do? You know? Um, and I got to the hospital and to be honest, the hospital care wasn't very helpful either. Um, they, (laughs) this one nurse was like, you, um, I was like, can you watch my daughter and tell me like for a minute, Cause I had to change into the, the hospital gown and go like pee in a cup and do the whole little thing, you know, for them to check you in. And I was in labor, just really bad labor pains. And she wouldn't even watch my child. She said, well, I can lock her in the bathroom with you. Oh my. And it was just like, it was honestly traumatic. And then she got stuck. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it was, I have just a lot of injury after that, I guess you could say, um, But it was like, looking back, I was so scared for my third labor after going through that and uh, was very preventative in all of it. Um, But I can just, I can see how these different things, whether it's preeclampsia or, um, you know, just going through the NICU baby experience, just any of it. Like I can see how you would have almost this like PTSD from it and, um, we actually, my other daughter, she's been, it was a crazy week for us, but she just spent two days in the hospital uh, from, she had a seizure at school. Oh my and God. I had to, I went to pick her up at school and uh, got into, got to the school and the ambulance had gotten there because um, she had been throwing up before. And then uh, we had to, you know, take her to the hospital in the ambulance. And just looking <gasps> even back from that experience, I was like, oh my gosh, like there's just some of that trauma from behind it, you know? Um, and so <laughs> anyway, I, that was kind of a sidetrack. I'm just kind of thinking about my own experiences in, in all of this, especially with children and babies. And, um, it's just something that's so real that is not addressed, but I can see too, like going through the motherhood stuff myself. It's like the last thing you want to do sometimes is get in photos and, you know, have your picture taken and you just, it's almost like you feel so war torn, you know, you've like been in battle and you're not feeling, um, (laughs) you're not feeling strong and beautiful and all of these things, especially after that trauma. So. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And especially after uh, a lot of my clients have walked through infertility, a lot of them want to celebrate every milestone, the maternity, the birth, the newborn photos. Um, but I, I often hear from my clients, I love my photos. I love the way my baby w- looks. I love the lighting. I love the way you styled this. But it is very rare for a mom to reach out and tell me, thank you for making me feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times because we have these tiny cameras on our iPhones, we can actually capture really cute photos of our baby and our baby with the dad. But so often I feel like the motherhood image is lost. Mm -hmm. I have beautiful 
photos of my grandmother holding my mom and my aunt in film, of course. And that's really what I want to do as an artist is to bring that sort of nostalgic look back where we have these beautiful candidates of mothers just in their element, just hanging up clothes on a clothesline or, you know, just, just being a mom. And, um, I feel like a lot of that gets lost when you experience loss or trauma, postpartum depression, or just the fact that we are living in 2021 with a lot of scary things that are going on and anxious things and unknown things. And so, um, I hope that I'm able to provide an experience for my clients and also help other photographers understand that, um, you know, lifestyle in that genre of lifestyle photography, you could take beautiful images of moms, but I really feel like you need to connect with her motherhood story, um, in Mm -hmm. order to really honor, um, her in, in, in that gallery that you deliver. Yeah. Well, it is interesting because I think it's just, um, I think sometimes we have this, these dreams, you know, we go into having children and we go on these pregnancy journeys and the birth journeys and the baby, like the newborn. And we just think, oh, it's going to be so magical and so joyous at every moment and so perfect. And, you know, and then the reality is like, you know, some pregnancies are really hard, whether it's the physical aspect or emotionally, or, you know, like your life is kind of crazy. Like there's just those seasons. And then same with the birth stuff, you know, and same with the, the newborn phases or young, you know, it's, I I can just look back at my own story. And I think we have all these expectations of how perfect and how wonderful it's going to be. And it is, but I think it's also like the beauty in the ashes of kind of setting the expectations of it's not going to be what you expect. It's going to be the best thing you've ever done, but probably the hardest thing you have ever done, you know? Um, And so, yeah, it's like if we could help just reposition women's minds and like their hearts to just remember that they are exactly where they need to be and that they're beautiful and, you know, they've gone through something, you know, very difficult and someday they will look back and it won't, it won't even be like, they'll look back at that time and wish that maybe they weren't so judgmental about their bodies or about themselves, you know, um, or they'll look back and they'll be like, man, I just wish I would have gotten into the photo with my kids because I don't have any pictures of myself from the time that they were right. you know, zero, zero to 10 or something. And so it's just, I don't know. It's like, it's so hard. Cause it's just a reminder that it's so many women experience this, these emotions when it comes to getting in photos or getting those memories captured, but it's such a battle of the mind, you know? Right. Absolutely. And ultimately those photos are gifts for your children. They're not, I mean, they're for you too, but I remind my moms all the time when they ask me if I can Photoshop out a double chin, I'm like, your baby does not care if you have a little bit of a double chin. Of course, I pose my clients, so they're flattering, but um, the most important thing is that your child, when they're they're grown up, has images of what you look like when you were mothering tiny humans, um, messy bun and all, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's just, it's so funny, just, I don't know, I just, I keep, this is just reminding me so much of my own 
um, journey because we have three kids and our youngest is just about to turn three. And, uh, you know, it's like, you think, oh my gosh, after your first baby, you think your body has changed so much. And it's, you know, like, so, but then like, when you get to your third, you're like, wow, I was like looking so good, you know, (laughs) after that first baby. And then I'm, (laughs) I'm at my third and I'm like, you know, why was I so insecure the first time? Or why didn't I get these photos or why didn't I, you know, enjoy this more? And so I just feel like with every subsequent child, just kind of looking back, you just, I don't know, you just kind of like see yourself in a different light. You know, it's like you have more grace for yourself um, years after the fact, I guess you could say. Um, so, cause, so you're, you're a motherhood photographer, but you're also a birth doula. Uh, have you been a doula for longer? Like what came first? No. Okay. Um, so you started this kind of at the same time. I said to my husband in February of this year, I said to him, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to get into a hospital anytime soon. Um, and he kind of looked at me funny and I said to photograph a birth and that really limits who I can accept as a client here. Um, of course, every state, every county, every hospital system has different rules, but for now, um, due to COVID-19, there's just a lot of strict rules and they change every day based on who can attend a birth. Mm. And I, um, got confirmation that birth doulas were allowed to attend births here. And, you know, when you have a home birth client, things can change very quickly. And now you have a hospital birth. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be able to travel with my client to the hospital if necessary. And I really believe that even though I have a rich understanding of maternal mortality and preeclampsia and healthcare in that respect, I actually don't have a lot or I didn't have a a lot of knowledge about birth, um, about vaginal unmedicated births, because I personally didn't experience one. And that's not something that I uh, educated myself before. So I went through a certification program in June. It was distance learning. Um, I don't recommend it for people who, well, I don't recommend distance learning for women who want to become hands-on birth doulas. I I really recommend finding a program that offers an apprenticeship, um, lots of opportunities for you to see birth, to see how midwives and and healthcare professionals, OBs work, um, because that I think is going to be most beneficial. Um, the interesting part of the doula world is that it is very diverse in that you can specialize in, uh, different aspects of birth. There are some oily doulas that are really into essential oils. There are some doulas who, um, support women through loss. There are doulas who specialize in infertility, um, all kinds of things. And as a Christian, I have to be a little careful because the, community is so diverse that there are some things that seem a little odd to me as yeah. a Christian. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I-, I will leave it at that. So, uh, um, I hear you. <laughs> so I just, I felt that after I went through the training that I had a much better understanding of why I need to be present at five centimeters instead of six for taking photos, um, what to look for in transition, Um, how to emotionally support 
my client through the process of choosing me to be her birth photographer um, and interfacing with midwives. Um, But to be honest with you, I come from a a viewpoint that you cannot 100% document a birth and 100% be a doula. And I don't want to do either less than 100%. So for now, uh, I am a birth photographer who happens to be a doula, not a doula who also happens to take photos. Um, I take the birth photography very, very seriously um, because my job there is to document different stages of her birth and the connection between her and her birth partner and just these really glorious moments of, of a lot of emotions in the room. And if I were also offering to be a doula at the same time, I think a lot of that would, would be lost. And I also don't think it's fair for me to do both. Now there are lots of doulas who are also birth photographers who do both at the same time. And that's great. It just, for me, it's just not part of what I do. Yeah. Um, I I say that, but then in June, I had to step in and stop taking photos for my client because um, her birth plan did not go as planned, and she really needed someone to help her make decisions um, Mm -hmm. as to what's next uh, with the information that we had. And when you prepare yourself for an unassisted home birth and end up with a hospital birth and your baby's looking to go to the NICU, I mean, things you're, you're one would have difficulty making decisions. So, um, yeah. but, uh, I do hope that next year I can roll out some virtual doula services such as, um, creating a birth plan. Some women have still like, don't really have a, a full grasp of what that would look like. Um, and I feel like a lot of women, um, don't have their, um, OBs help them with that. And also, uh, a virtual postpartum visit just to double check, to see, um, just screen for postpartum depression or connect her with local resources like lactation consultants and other postpartum doulas who go into the home. Um, but that won't be probably until next year at some point. Yeah. Well, I think it's, um, kind of some, or it's a great, thing to have the certification because it is sort of that backup thing. And then especially with the hospital regulations right now, it's actually kind of a great little workaround, Um, but it's proved itself to be useful, you know, because you can, you can quickly change hats if you need to, you know, if it's an emergency. Um, But I think those services would be so awesome to have because, you know, I mean, the last year and a half, two years, especially I've just really been thinking about the whole medical system and all of it, like when it comes to your OB and all of it. And I feel like they don't really equip you and support you to make, like they don't, they just don't help that much in the, in the sense of giving you options. Like you don't even really know what your options are because they're so medically trained to just say, Oh, you need to do this or something. Um, And so I think that a lot of women just feel a huge lack of support when they go through, um, all of this, all of this stuff. And, you know, and I even, I mean, like I said, like I had very healthy pregnancies, pretty healthy deliveries outside of, um, my second one, but even in the, in the scheme of things, it probably was, you know, it wasn't bad at all. 
And I just, I mean, I think how many women do struggle to go through this stuff and how many of them are just not heard. There's a lot of like gaslighting. Um, right. And so I, I don't know if, if, if I could go back, I feel like there's so many things that I would change, um, regarding how I chose to do things with having my kids, you know? And so <laughs> I think I would want a doula instead, you know? Right. Um, so you just being in like the hospital scenarios and just birth photography, doula stuff. I mean, all of it, you do probably witness a lot of that trauma and potentially some loss. What does that look like? How do you process that? And how do you help your clients process, you know, those moments, whether it's before, during, or after? This is a God thing. First of all, this is where God really comes in for me because I am an empath and I'm not sure why I don't absorb those emotions like a sponge with them. Um, but I don't. And I, I really feel like uh, the Holy Spirit is is working in that relationship that I have with my client. Um, my clients are amazing, strong, beautiful women, uh, all of them. Um, sometimes we have mutual friends. Um you know, I, I, I showed up to a birth in June and, and we used to go to church together years ago, um, which was wild. I hadn't seen her in years. And I want to be really clear. My job as a photographer is, is to document. I'm definitely not their therapist. And I definitely do not insert myself into their own story. And so just from a practical standpoint, um, for other photographers, um, it's so, so important to listen to your client, maybe not ask them a lot of questions because they might not be comfortable standing in a field in a reclamation dress telling you about their miscarriage. That might not be the, the appropriate time, but a lot of times on the way back to the car, she'll tell me, you know, this is a rainbow baby. We've tried, we've had three miscarriages. It's been so painful. And I'll say, can I pray for you? And we'll pray together. Or I'll tell her, you know, what more can I do for you? Uh, Sometimes in the editing process, there's a really cool rainbow flare that shows up, which is really neat. Um, Or uh, in the moment, in the birth moment, it's really important because now I've experienced two instances of pretty traumatic births. Um, it's really important to stay calm, really important to stay calm and let your midwives and doctors, they, they know what they're doing. They went to school for a very long time. So if you have had a conversation with your birth client before of what if something happens or you at least outline what is off limit, For example, I had a client who did not want any images uh, from a midwife point of view. Fine. No problem. Um, The birth that she had at home was, it got a little tricky. Baby's shoulder got stuck. Baby's fine. Mom's fine. But it could have been really, could have gone the other way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember the doula looking at me and saying, are you okay? And oddly, I was fine. And everyone else in the room was a little jarred. And I thought, I thought, well, everybody, you know, is fine. So for some reason, I personally do not absorb anything. That doesn't mean that I don't go home and have like a good ugly cry later. Um, But 
just being present, being calm, listening, not asking many questions about their journey. Um, they'll, they'll open up to you. Um, yeah. for sure. And I am pretty open about my own um, experiences becoming a mother uh, in my on my website. And so sometimes my clients will say, hey, I saw that you had preeclampsia. So, so did I or so did my sister. And what was it like? And, you know, what should I look for? And things like that. Um, so those sensitive sort of taboo almost topics uh, that we try to say, you know, silly cliche things like everything happens for a reason or, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, all of that's gone. It's just a, a real uh, connection between uh, my client and I. Um, and I think that's why mo my, most of my client bases, like they're, they just, I, I keep coming back. You know, they have me come back for, for every milestone. I may not have, you know, a huge client base, but what the clients I do have are amazing. And seeing their families grow is, man, that is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's, um, it is beautiful to see the families just grow throughout time. And um, I think, I mean, I just think what you're saying about you're not absorbing that, like you're, you know, an empath and just very probably sensitive to emotions and feelings, but for some reason you're able to just go into these environments and just like, you know, almost kind of be like that strength behind it, you know, in those moments. Um, it just makes me think how cool it is that God has just kind of given you that, um, I don't know, like that strength and that grace during those times to handle those chaotic situations it's like, I have a client who, uh, she had lost, um, a baby shortly after, um, just shortly after the baby was born. And I don't know if it was the SIDS thing or something like that, but because she went through an experience like that, she now photographs, um, with the, now I lay me down to sleep yes. organization. And it just, I find it so interesting because I feel for me, I just could never, I feel like that's just not where I could ever show up, you know, cause I would just, it would destroy me, you know? Right. Um, but it's like for people who have gone through just really hard, hard situations or scenarios, it's like, they're just kind of uniquely qualified and equipped to show up for people in those moments, you know? Right. Absolutely. Um, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, that's just, that's really amazing that she's able and, and wants to do that. That's, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's just, it's so interesting to me, but I think just once again, I think it's just how it's how God like uses people's testimonies, you know, because it's like the only people who truly understand it are the ones who have gone through these things or experienced this type of trauma or loss or, you know, whatever it can be like, they're the only ones who truly understand it. So it's almost like maybe they're able to kind of get outside of their body and emotions more and show up for that person and help them in a way that only they could help someone with, you know? Right. Um, yeah, it actually, so my husband, he lost one of his brothers in a hiking accident over 10 years ago. And, um, he, whenever there's somebody who loses somebody, you know, like in a traumatic death or like an incident, he is always like the first person to show up and talk to them about it and just be there for them, you know? And I think he attributes a lot of his kind of strength in those moments to the fact that there were so many people that showed up, you know, after his brother passed away, um, in support 
and he knew how much his family needed it and how much he needed it. And so I think he always wants to be that for people. So for example, like one of our neighbors lost, um, their son in a motorcycle accident last year and and an adult son, he was in his, um, I think late forties and, uh, you know, our neighbor, just the father, you know, losing his son, it was very broken up about it. And my husband was like the first person to go and comfort him, you know, just in a, in a, in a different way, you know, somebody who has just been through that type of loss, like they just, they understand it all in such a different way. Right. So, um, so I guess, uh, is there like one client or like one birth story that you feel just like left a really big mark on you? Oh yeah. I mean a lot, but, um, so I had a client, um, this past summer who wanted to do a VBAC. And for those of you who don't know, it's, uh, it means a vaginal birth after C-section, Uh, There's a little bit of controversy about VBACs because of the risk and the perceived risk that it can cause, Uh, depending on what type of incision, how long ago a woman has had a C-section birth. um, These are all factors that may drive her care. So this woman was very confident and very sure that this is what she wanted to do. Um, We had multiple birth plans laid out um, as far as what would happen if she needed to go to the hospital, what hospital would that be, who could be there, what would that look like, being very prepared. She went into labor. I feel like she was in labor for a long time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, When I got there, she had gone through transition and or was it the the final parts of transition and was getting ready to push. And this all happened very quickly because she had like inconsistent contractions. And then it was like, bam, 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 real fast. When I got to her home, there were two midwives present and her doula and um, her birth partner and her 11 year old son, she, she has two sons, but her, her 11 year old son was present and he was amazing because if, if you had asked me a couple years ago, should children be present at a home birth? I probably would have said no out of a place of fear, um, and, and misunderstanding and not having enough information, but her son stepped in and oh, also her sister and mom and mother were there. So it was a, it was a really wonderful environment, like energy in the room. A lot of people who loved her dearly. And so um, her son just kind of stepped in and helped her with breathing and was so sweet with her mm-hmm. and so present and so interested in all of the stages that was going on with this birth. And at first I, you know, again, thought, oh gosh, this is a little, this is a little much, but then I realized, no, this is how birth is intended. This is completely natural. This is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with this situation. In fact, it was really inspiring because he was just so interested in learning more about what was going on. He did get a little scared. And so we, 
you know, took turns kind of talking to him and reassuring him that his mom was okay and that the pain was part of the process and she was doing an amazing job. And at one point, you could tell she was exhausted from pushing, just exhausted. And uh, the midwives held up a mirror so that she could see her progress. And within like just a few seconds, that baby came right out. She knew she was right there, finish line. And to see a successful feedback home birth with that amazing energy in the room, lots of love and support and not have a complication, not have a lot of fear. It was, it was a beautiful birth. And I was yeah. so glad to be a part of that. And the uh, images I took and the, and the film that I took of her son, I, I just love, I just think he was just the sweetest. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that's probably the one that left the biggest mark on me so far. Huh. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's a beautiful story. Just, um, it's so funny. Cause, uh, when I was thinking about this question to ask you for whatever reason, I wasn't thinking about <laughs> kind of like a, not, a, not, not a not happy ending, but like, I wasn't thinking about the perspective of like a successful, like something that went really smoothly. You right. know what I mean? Like I was thinking more like <laughs> there's been so much trauma, you know what I mean? Like what, what story was just like, whoa, you know? And, um, but I love just, I love this story. Like it's a beautiful story. And I think it just points to the redemptive spirit of Christ and, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just like what things were initially kind of made for and designed for, you know, I just, like I said, my whole perspective on a lot of just the medical field and all of this has just really changed over the last couple of years. And, um, it just makes you think, you know, it's like we doing things. So, uh, I don't know if medically would be the right word, but kind of like you go into a a cold gray hospital, you know, and then it's like you, it just <laughs> very impersonal, very, very sterile, very impersonal. Yeah. 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 It's so, it's so different, you know, and, um, that celebration is kind of missed out on, but I mean, there's women all over the world who give birth outside of hospitals and, you know, who it just wouldn't even be a question. Oh, should I have a vaginal birth after having a C-section? You know right. what I mean? And so it's just, it's all, it's all interesting and it's all very perspective shifting, but that was a beautiful story. Um, I guess to kind of end on that, I mean, so ultimately like when it comes to beauty, you know, and it comes to your clients, like, how do you really feel like you can help them see beauty in their stories through what you do? Um, I think the most uh, important part is in my workflow, I take time before a session to discuss what working with me looks like. Um, so there are no unmet expectations uh, during a session. Um, during our session together, I am very aware if my client is not feeling comfortable, <laughs> especially yeah, with maternity. Yeah. So we will try some really fun artsy poses, but if they are uncomfortable in any way, then we will change it up. Sometimes my clients come to me and say they want to do bare belly or 
some of the raw motherhood that I do, um, which is great. And sometimes my clients are very modest and want very traditional looking images. So I think making sure that you have communicated with your client, your client has told you what their expectations are before you even have a, a portrait session is so important. So somehow in a workflow that needs to happen, whether it's a phone call or a questionnaire or something. Mm -hmm. And then, um, again, during their session, um, a lot of times moms will, will tell me what they're going through or, um, you know, that even having the two babies they have are, are miracles. Of course, every baby's a miracle, but especially after you've, you know, one has walked through infertility. Um, so I think just, again, being present in that moment and, listening is important. Um, interjecting your own, <laughs> your own journey is, is a little not appropriate. So I just, I just kind of listen. And, um, I would say the first few, uh, like maybe 10 minutes of a session, we're just breaking the ice and I'm still testing light and trying new poses and seeing what works. But by the end of a session, um, we have connected and we're getting more beautiful candids and she's feeling gorgeous in uh, a gown that I have. And so it ends up just being a really nice time together, just an organic, just fun, relaxed time. Even if little children are screaming and crying, we're still going to have fun. We're still going to have beautiful, <laughs> beautiful photos. And in the end, I, when I'm editing a gallery, I am also really aware of some things. Uh, I had a, a really, really beautiful mama come to me and she was undergoing some uh, treatment for cancer. And so I wanted to give her images that were both realistic and images that were slightly edited to take away some of the, uh, like her port and that sort of thing. So uh, both being authentic to her story, but then also giving her the option to see that, you know, this is what it would look like, you know, without it and just in case. And um, I don't, I don't take away wrinkles. I don't, I don't, you know, Photoshop women to be, um, you know, 25 pounds skinnier than, than they are. I, I really just want to celebrate the beauty of who they are in that moment. Um, there's nothing wrong with the shape of their bodies or how short their hair is or laugh lines or any of that stuff. Um, I, I feel like uh, there is a trend in the motherhood community. And I think there are so many motherhood photographers that are absolutely stunning, stunning photographers. So I'm not knocking their work, but there is a trend to kind of use portraiture a little bit too much. And like everybody looks like porcelain doll and I really want to stay authentic. And I think my clients understand that there's beauty in that authenticity. Um, yeah. And then just finally, in a follow-up, you know, I make sure that I'm still in contact with my, t my clients. I still say hello. And let's celebrate this milestone. And, um, or, you know, I let them know, like, hey, I'm going to be doing, you know, mini sessions or, you know, whatever. And I think they really, truly um, love that. And um, the last thing I'll say about my workflow is that I try to take any guesswork or um, any stress away from a busy mom. So um, I deliver her gallery in a, in a timely manner. I make sure everything um, is done electronically. Um, if she wants an album, I'll send her proof. She doesn't have to create that herself. So even getting dressed, um, I do help uh, style my clients. So 
taking the guesswork out of that, um, I think really allows us to connect. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's, uh, appreciated, you know, um, when you can just really like ease up the experience, you know, and I think that's kind of why just whether you're a photographer or just any business owner, the goal is to really ease the pain points for people and mothers going through, you know, birth or pregnancy or, um, postpartum or whatever it is, there's just a lot of stressors, you know? So it's like anything that you can do just to kind of remove those stressors. And I think what I'm also just hearing from you is that there's just a lot of like validation and like meeting them where they're at, you know, which it's like seeing them in that spot, which I think is just so huge and so necessary, especially for these, you know, difficult seasons and in, in, right. in life for some of the women, you know, um, because it's, I mean, it's all, there's like so much to the journey, you know, I mean, if they struggled with infertility, there's that, you know, that emotion attached and then pregnancy, you know, maybe, and then maybe they have complications in pregnancy, you know, like preeclampsia and then they get to birth, you know, or maybe the baby comes early or, you know, like their plans are like totally kind of, you know, taken away from them. And then, they get home and they're so tired, you know, and then the baby has reflux and, you know, or breastfeeding is hard. And then like the, it's just, the list is, it, it, it goes Endless. on with how hard I know it's so hard, you know? Um, and so I just, yeah, I mean, I just think anything that you can do, you know, as the photographer and just as somebody who can kind of connect with them in those moments to ease, ease that extra pressure is just, so incredibly helpful and so needed, you know, cause we all, we all just want some help sometimes. And like, we all just want to be seen and we want people to just validate, you know, that what we're going through is hard, you know? Right. So, um, no, I think it's beautiful. And I think what you do is wonderful. So, um, with that in mind, uh, where can our listeners check you out? Instagram, website, et cetera. Um, I know that you have also gotten some awards recently or some recognition. Um, just tell us, tell us where to find you. I, yes, I did. I was nominated for an Austin birth award. Um, I thought it was a mistake. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote them back this through, um, partners in parenting. And I said, I think, I think you made a mistake. Oh my and gosh. Said, no, <laughs> no, this is real. I was, I was really surprised and truly humbled and like, just, I'm, I'm still kind of in shock, um, but I am on the gram, um, Meredith McCann photography. You can find me Meredith McCann photography.com. Um, you can see my work and my, and my birth work on there. And, um, yeah, that's, I'm just, I, I, I have been featured on unscripted posing app a few times too, which is really cool. And I keep pinching myself and every day I ask God, like, are you sure? Like, is this really happening? Um, or I wake up to another birthday and I'm like, really, <laughs> I'm still, <laughs> I'm still a little in shock, but I'm, I'm, I love every minute of this and I just, I can't wait for next year too. I think next year is going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, I think I heard, oh gosh, maybe I'm, maybe I didn't hear this. I think I heard that 2022 or maybe it was 2021, um, and now 2022, like the most couples are getting married than have been married in like, I don't know, 50 years or something like that. I'm so, I'm totally saying it wrong, but basically a ton of marriages and we know what that also means. <laughs> a ton of babies. babies. So <laughs> quarantine life. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm sure that business will continue to grow and boom. And it just sounds like you're just right in the spot, you know, where God kind of wants you in this season um, and just have a heart for the things that, you know, um, he has just put on you to have a heart for. So I love it. I mean, I just love these stories and I love connecting with you ladies and just, you know, hearing more about what you do. So um, thanks for coming on today. Thank you so much. It was really fun. Thank you. You know, I just love when I hear people, you know, building photography businesses that have a bigger purpose behind them, which was why it was so fun to talk to Meredith today. And with that in mind, if you didn't hear you guys, the two-week Unstoppable Hope Photography Challenge is coming up on October 25th. It is going to be so fun. You are going to love it. Be in community, learn amazing business stuff that's going to transform your business. I'm going to teach you my 43K and 15 days launch method when it comes to booking photography clients. I'm going to teach you about mindset stuff when it comes to the Bible and running your business. I'm going to teach you about really claiming your own story and creating a brand that really connects with your ideal client. It's going to be the best jumpstart for getting your business rolling this year. So go ahead, go to the link in the show notes and officially enroll in the challenge. It is something that you are not going to want to miss. Wow, guys, what a great episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a review, I would be forever grateful. In fact, send me a screenshot of that review and I will send you a free coffee on me, on the house, okay? Also, guys, feel free to share this episode. Your friends need to hear this. They need to be encouraged. They need the business advice and I would love to have them in my world. Lastly, come join my free Facebook community. It's the podcast community. We do challenges, we do free trainings, we do various things throughout the year, and I think that you would love to be connected with other entrepreneurs who are wild and radiant, just like you.